And it's time for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, Buford, and goodness knows who else. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. I'm Claude. And uh, <laughs> you're on with another episode of Three Hillbillies on... Oh, no, not Three Hillbillies on the Couch. The Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. I can't believe I said that again. We changed the name weeks ago. I wonder if I did that last week. I'll have to change it if I did. Anyway, <clears throat> we are... Um, we're going to talk today about what it's like when somebody raised in the South... Leaves to sell. Yes. You know, people talk about coming to the South and... And uh, you can get on that internet and see people that are coming for the first time and, uh, you know, wonder if they, you you know, and I know some of them are just fun and kid and they know better. But, you know, uh, I know for years living here, we'd have people from all over the world showing up and, where are the hillbillies? We want to see hillbillies. Where are the hillbillies? You know, because they grew up with TV, Hollywood, mm-hmm. and like they, I guess, I'm sure they probably thought Cherokees lived in tents too, which they did. No, so no, and that's the thing we we get a, we get an impression of what the world is like from from TV and stuff, and then we get the reality. It's so funny we get people you know kind of not really attacking us, but saying ugly things online from time to time about us being fake and not being real hillbillies, or that we're making fun of hillbillies. And I always say we ain't making fun of hillbillies; we are hillbillies making fun, and there is a big difference. But we are the genuine article that don't get no realer than us. <laughs> Grew up barefoot. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, but, but you know, it's... Uh, cousin Timmy and I were working on a routine for a long time about foods that people make fun of that we eat in the South, but that people eat other places. They just give them a different name. Yeah. What are you playing with? Oh, oh. no, it's, it's, it's a green ball. You got all that rattling plastic's going to go through the microphone. I didn't want to rip the plastic. You got this in that McDonald's adult kitty. I, I I guess somebody did. I don't know. This thing's going for like hundred thousand dollars. <throat> well, not if you rattle the plastic all up. Anyway, no. You people always pick on us about grits. I knew a lady said she was working in a diner, and the guy from up north was like, "What's a grits?" And she's like, "What's ground up corn?" He goes, "Okay, I'll try one." <laughs> you can't try just one. <laughs> but you know, if you go into an Italian restaurant and order polenta, guess what you're gonna get grits it's the same thing foie gras foie gras i went for that's no foie gras that's that's goose liver but they pick on us for eating chicken livers what's the difference goose liver yeah and then they and and those goose livers are from sick gooses they force feed them until they get sick and their liver swells up we got the good sense to just eat healthy chicken livers but you know there's a lot of things that people pick on us about but really I know a lot of people come to the Smoky Mountains here, and, and it's a shock, culture shock for them. I'm sure it is, because I know when I first left the South, imagine our shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put yourself in our shoes. <laughs> well, when we got shoes. Yeah, that's but, true. <laughs> well, I will never forget, when I was in college, I got the opportunity to go to England on a study abroad program. I don't remember the broad's name, but... <laughs> Anyway, we don't hold it in, Claude. It'll turn into gas. Oh, Lord. Um, He's but, over here holding his face there. But I got to England. Now, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I'm a big boy. Six foot two, over 300 pounds. And I wasn't quite that big then, but I was still big. I was He's six, above average. I was six two, over 250. 
And I get to England and they put us up in this hotel and the bed was the size of a door. I mean, literally, I was cramped into this little thing. Then I go get in the shower and the shower's a little bit even tiny and and then I get out. It and wasn't I, like the Titanic door. No. And then I get out and I get the I get the towel. Now there's plenty of room on that for two people. But <laughs> then I got then I got out of the shower and I grabbed that towel and I went thump. It was the size of a hand towel and I'm like, oh, this is a joke now. So I dry myself off with this hand towel. Well, this went on for two or three days, and finally trying to dry yourself off. A bunch of us, but <laughs> every day, dry myself off with this hand towel, and then. One morning, a bunch of us students are all sitting around complaining about things that we don't like about where we are. And, and I said, I said, in the towels, I said, everything here is so small. The beds are small. The rooms are small. There was enough room to walk around that bed, you know, just one lap around. And I said, and the, and the bath towels are small. And somebody said, no, the bath towels are enormous. And I said, well, maybe for you, but not for me. And they said, no, 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 they're as big as a bed sheet. And I said, what? Called the front desk. Turns out the person in the room before me had stolen the bed, the, the towel, and they hadn't replaced it. They brought it to me the next day. It was as big as a bed sheet. Oh, wow. But everything in England was small. I went to see plays in theaters that have been there since the 1500s. And I'm in cramped in these little bitty seats because people back then were even smaller than they are today. And I'm on the big end of today's numbers. So I was just cramped in there. I was miserable. I already had my farm at this point. I was 22 years old. I had bought my first farm up in Springfield, Tennessee. And when I got home after my time in England, the very first thing I did got home, went in the house, got a quilt, went out into the middle of a pasture, laid that quilt down and lay down and spread out and just enjoyed the wide open spaces. You'd the, feel so cramped. Son, the only thing in England that wasn't small was the back of those black London cabs. Yeah. They're like Doctor Who's TARDIS. They're bigger on the inside. You get in there and go, where'd all this space come from? Huh. But that was it. Everything else, I was just cramped. I felt physically cramped Smothered. the whole time. Could not wait to get home and just lay down in the field. I remember touring up in uh, Canada, eh? That's how you speak Canadian, eh? Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that they didn't serve ice in their drinks. Like, we got sweet tea, and we always fill our glasses with ice when we put a Coke in there. And, you know, what kind of Coke do you want? Sprite. Yeah. Of course, they, they're literal. I mean, they give you a Coke. Yeah. They didn't want a Coke. You asked for a Coke. Well, but I didn't want have some Coke. ice. And uh, they said, what for? And I said, put in my drink. Well, we keep it refrigerated. It's cold. I said, well, I like my tea over ice. You going to put it in that tea? I said, yeah. They brought me a little butter dish with three little ice cubes in a butter dish. <laughs> <laughs> Set it on the table. I said, what's this? It's ice. And as I picked it up to put them three little tiny cubes in my glass, I said, can I get about four more of these things? All these eyes in the kitchen is looking out at me to see what I'm going to do with that ice. That's funny. That's like the time I was at a restaurant in Nashville and I ordered a, a pint glass with an ice cream, a scoop of ice cream in it and a Guinness in a bottle. And they said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to make a Guinness float. And everybody that worked at that restaurant walked by my my, my table to, to see if I was really drinking it. Wow. It's really good. The creaminess of the ice cream mellows the bitterness of the beer. The maltiness of the beer adds to the flavor of the ice cream. It's really good. And actually, the girl that was waiting on me was like, you know, I'm throwing a bachelorette party for one of my girlfriends this weekend, and we're going to have Guinness floats. I said, you should. They're really good. Huh. You go up north, go try to find a catfish house. Huh? Oh, yeah, right. 
or a biscuit. You go you go to McDonald's okay. up north. You get a, you get you get a a, a bagel. A bagel. They, they, they'll say you oh, know bagel with steak on it. And you can't even get a biscuit, sausage and biscuit. Buddy of mine over in North Carolina, who's a comedian over there, did this whole thing about going up north and wanting to buy a sausage and biscuit. And the girl said, "We don't sell those at McDonald's." He said, "They do down south." And she goes, "Well, we don't here." She said, "You can try the uh, the uh, truck stop across the street." And he said, well, "All right." So he goes over there and he said, "Can I get a sausage and biscuit?" And the girl said, "We don't sell that." I said, do you sell biscuits? She said, yeah. Do you sell sausage? Yeah. Here's an idea. Could I buy one of each? And then she goes, well, what are you going to do with them? Uh, eat them separately? She said, no, I'm sorry. It's too risky. <laughs> oh, it's too risky. <laughs> he said, he's, I said, you should have gone back with a fake mustache. I would like to buy a sausage and a biscuit separately and nothing else. I've seen nothing. See, the next later on, he's out by the dumpster putting them together, and she walks out going, "Ah ha!" <laughs> well, I was out west at a Cracker Barrel, and I was so excited to see a Cracker Barrel. Uh, growing up on the farm, I remember thinking, "I cannot wait to get out of here and live by myself and live on my own," because I'm never ever going to eat another pinto bean raw onion or cornbread ever again. I can never get out of here because that's all I ate. <laughs> like Scarlett O'Hara. If God is my witness, I will not eat beans and cornbread again. I felt that way. And now, if I see a Cracker Barrel, all I want is a big bowl of beans, raw onion, cornbread, maybe a little relish there, you know? A little, and, little chow chow or a little bit of uh, chow -chow. hot sauce. And then get a little uh, a, a ice cold glass of buttermilk. I love mm. buttermilk. With salt in it. Yeah. I learned that now from Timmy. I didn't yeah. know that about that salt. That blew that thing up. That's amazing. But I went out west, Cracker Barrel. They said, what would you like to drink? I said, I'll take an ice cold glass of buttermilk. They said, well, what for? I said, to drink. Oh, you don't drink that. We don't We don't have that for drink. We've got teas and Coke products or whatever it was. And I said, no, nah, I just want buttermilk. Well, we don't have that. I said, this is Cracker Barrel, isn't it? Yeah. I said, you're joking, right? I can't get any buttermilk? And they said, no, sir, sorry, you have to get something else. And I said, is your manager here? Because I'm just curious. Manager says, everything okay? I said, fine. The, the waitress has been very, very helpful and nice, but I'm wanting to drink buttermilk as my drink. And she says, y'all don't serve buttermilk. No, sir. You want to drink it? Yeah, it's my intention. Nice cold glass of buttermilk goes good, beans and cornbread. She said, oh, nobody drinks that. And I said, well, I do. But we don't have that. We've got other stuff. And I said, you're telling me in this whole store, there's no Where you're buttermilk. making biscuits. Where you're making biscuits. There's no buttermilk. Oh, the cook has buttermilk in the kitchen where he cooks. He has the buttermilk. He cooks with it. Well, okay, here's an idea. Go get one of them ice cold glass glasses and take it back there to him and ask him where he's hiding that buttermilk and pour it full and bring it to me, and I'll drink it. They did. They brought it to me. You ever felt like you could feel like somebody's eyes on the back of your head staring at you, hair on your neck standing up? I've lifted that thing, take a sip. I turned around, my looked over my shoulder in that kitchen door. All of them's all lined up, just looking at me, seeing if I'm going to drink that buttermilk. That's crazy. Well, you know, it's funny. We talked last week about capital punishment and about the lecture chair, and I always said if I, if my my last meal, if I was being condemned and I had to pick my last meal, it'd be. White beans and cornbread with raw white onion, a little bit of Tabasco sauce or chow chow, a glass of tea, and a piece of key lime pie. Ugh. And I'd be happy. Happy, 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 happy. Well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com. 
Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. I think if you, if you had an option on your last meal, you'd want an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> Don't they have to wait till you're done eating? I was like the, yeah, I was like the guy said, I want four burritos and some X-Lax. Y'all gonna clean up a mess. <laughs> <laughs> you may kill me, but you gotta... Look have, at this party trick. Watch this. <laughs> you're gonna have a cleanup. Oh, bless it. So what, now, now, Claude, what, what about... Um, you know, I know you were born here in the mountains and, and raised in Pennsylvania, and everybody, oh, Pennsylvania, well, he's a Yankee. Now they close school for the first two days of deer season. He's a hillbilly. What, what, uh, what, what, what's different up there than from down here? You know, food or culture wise. Sweet tea. You can't buy sweet tea up there. No. No. You can't buy catfish. Or the barbecue they have is oh. <laughs> <laughs> they call it barbecue up there, it, but it, it's not. It's like it's yeah. It's like first of all, the 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 pork isn't done right, and it's like swimming in sauce. <clears throat> yeah, it's way. It's like it's kind of I always remember Jim Gaffigan when he said, "You ever tried the soup at Subway?" And I'm not talking about the tuna. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or brisket. Oh, it's nasty up home. Oh. Well, that's, I, I, here's what you need to do, Claude. You need to start your restaurant called Brisket, Catfish, and Barbecue. And Sweet Tea. And, and Sweet, sweet tea. tea. Call it Sweet Teas. Sweet, sweet Teas. teas. Brisket. <laughs> brisket <laughs> Barbecue. I like it. There you go, Claude. Sweet <laughs> Tea. We done, we done figure out your retirement plan. We done got you on and your path. You're dumplings. on your path to wealth. And right chicken now. and dumplings? You can't get it up home. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, that boss hogs barbecue, he's pulling it smoked chicken right off the bone. Pulling that smoked chicken off the bone, making chicken and dumplings down there at boss hogs. Yeah, make you smack oh, your mammy. Good night, it's incredible. Unbelievable good food. That's in Pigeon Forge off where it's about, about a mile down on the right. Yeah. Anytime somebody asks me about barbecue, I always tell them about boss hogs. Or oh, Tony yeah. Gores. Tony Gores is good. There and we've also 66. got Preacher's Barbecue out. Preacher's Barbecue. Kate's Chapel. A lot, a lot of famous people stopping down there at Preacher's. Yeah, well, uh, Jimmy Fallon was there just recently. Yeah. And, uh, boy, uh, my daughter brought home a bunch of food from there the other night, and she uh, brought us those ribs. And I, I, I hate to tell you, but I believe they're the best ribs I've ever eaten. Oh, you, wow. Beulah Dean was swearing by them. She said, I don't believe well, I'll ever eat another rib. good things about that place. I've not ate it's only open three days a week. Oh, really? But they go through about 1,500 pounds of barbecue in those three days. Well, wow. yesterday I asked the girl to bring me sweet tea. We was there. I said, bring me about 10 Splenda packs. Use it preachers? No. Uh, Calhoun's. Calhoun's. Yeah. Oh, no, the catfish, catfish. house. 
Catfish House. That's right. We went over to Huck Finn's the other day Huck and Finn. ate. That was nice. Man, I like those sides with the beans and hush puppies. I, I break them hush puppies up in half and let them just soak in it. That's what, yeah, I came I looked in, over at you and you was doing that and I said, I do the same thing. I came in late and everybody else was already eating and so I had to wait and order mine, but there were already sides on the table. <laughs> so I grabbed what was left of the white beans and just crumbled those hush puppies up in there and added a little hot sauce. I thought I was the only one ate like that. Oh man, I love that stuff. I get that cornbread down them beans, stir it up, sopped it up. Of course, hot cornbread and uh, buttermilk goes good too. Yes, it does. And you mentioned orange vittles up Pennsylvania. They look at you like you're crazy. What's that? Oh, I've ate at some good places up there in the Amish communities. They yeah, the Amish really, know how to cook. There's oh, some yeah. good restaurants. Great. Them groceries are good. They're fresh. You go over to Walnut Creek, Ohio, where the Amish Country Theater is, and son, I'm going to tell you, we went to a place called Mrs. Yoder's. They had an all-you-can-eat buffet. No, not Yodeler. Oh, okay. Yoder. That's, a, that's an Amish last name, Yoder. Yoder. But we went in there, and they had the best buffet. The food was incredible, and then they were, we're just finishing up, and the waitress comes over, and she says, would you like to try some dessert? And Beulah Dean said, well, what do you got? She said, well, we've got a pecan pie that's real good. She said, we'll take a slice of that. So they brought a slice of this pecan pie, and Beulah Dean took a bite, and I slid it over, and I took a bite, and she slid it back, and I grabbed it, and I slid it back, and we was fighting over that piece of pie in the middle of the table. I asked that waitress when she came back by, I said, how many people have been stabbed over this pie? Because that's what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but you can ask Beulah Dean. She said, I'll get in the car right now and drive back up there. It's an eight-hour drive. I'll drive back up there right this minute just for a piece of that pie. It ruined us on pecan pie. You'll never eat a better one. Well, it's like us performing up at Ship Shawana. I love Ship Shawana. I do, too. And uh, that's the biggest plate I've ever seen. It's big as a hubcap. And it had two pieces of fried chicken, slice of meatloaf on it, sweet ham, and then uh, had like four sides around there with homemade, get this, cottage cheese. Yes. And the mashed potatoes, absolutely the best you'll ever eat in your life. Oh, yes. there's your last meal for you. That'll take you a while to get through that. It would. Add a couple of hours to your life. Um, was that at um, the... Um Blue Gate? Yep, well, yeah, that's the Blue Gate. There's another place up there. Because um, the theater's upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, restaurant gift shop's downstairs. There's a place I ate or at used up to there. Be. It's been a while. It wasn't in Ship Shawana. <coughs> I think it was the next town over. I'm trying to think what it was called. But it was one of the best meals I have ever eaten. The, that whole area up there, that whole Amish country is just amazing. But, I know they know how to cook. You know, it's funny. I was up there four or five years ago doing some shows with Jamie Graves. He and I were up there. He was playing music for me while I was doing comedy. And, and we had uh, we had three feet of snow on the ground. And it's still snowing the whole time. Really? And everybody's still turned out. Oh, we, yeah. We, and we, bit, and, and we got in the car and drove to town, went to the store, whatever. Jamie had an aunt up there. He was staying with her. And we just rode all over and it just acted like it wasn't nothing. You know, it was a good, They're used to it. It was a good wet snow and, you know, it wasn't slip, slippery or anything. Or but go walk on the streets up there and bib over. I did get a few looks. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, here comes Ezekiel. <laughs> oh, but I, I tell you what, I love working for the Amish. They're so much fun. Yeah. And, and they like me because I'm a clean comedian, but I'm all, I speak a little German. So I do some <coughs> jokes for them that, that, 
You know, whenever they come down here and watch our shows, you can always see them leaning over to the English people. That's what they call us, leaning over to the English people to get them to explain a joke. Well, I always tell them, I go, I'm going to have some fun with y'all tonight, and you're going to have to explain some of these jokes to your English friends, and they love it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I go off talking and doing jokes in German, and they're, they're just hee-hawing. Of course, I found out beforehand, you know, talking to Amish people if they understood the jokes because yeah. I knew that the German I speak, which is from Germany today, is not necessarily the same that they speak, but the jokes worked and they liked that's it. Good. So it was funny. You're like, well, this worked in Germany. Yeah. Well, my favorite one is, and I'll explain to you what it means, but there's this, there's this story about this rabbi who lived in New York City whose name was Sean Ferguson. And they said, how did the... How did a rabbi end up with a name like Sean Ferguson? That's an Irish name. He said, well, when I came to this country, they told me they'll never be able to pronounce your Hebrew name. So you're going to be Moses Greenberg. Just remember that, Moses Greenberg. So all the way through Ellis Island, I'm thinking Moses Greenberg, Moses Greenberg, Moses Greenberg. It's very loud in there. and People are screaming and yelling. It's very intimidating. And I come to the man and he said, name. And I said, Sean Ferguson, which is German for I already forgot. (laughs) And the man went, Sean Ferguson, welcome to America. So when I go schon vergessen, the the Amish crowd just dies. Yeah, you know. And then uh, the other one is uh, I said there's a Chinese man out west whose name was uh, Ivan Rostakovich. They said how did a Chinese man end up with a Russian name? He said I was coming through immigration, and they said what's your name? The man in front of me. He said Ivan Rostakovich. They said how about you? I said Sam Ting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I heard that. <laughs> Seventeen. What was it our buddy Bob has said about how they, how they came up with their names by throwing? Oh yeah, you said they throw the walk down the stairs and whatever noise it makes is the sound of the child's name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny, but you know, people people uh, get sensitive about things like that. But I've heard. Chinese people tell that joke, you know. That's an old joke. Just, yeah, yeah it, he'd been telling that since his HBO like, special. I always love Bob. Bob, we're talking about Bob Nelson, the, the great Bob Nelson, who's a friend of ours, and he's a fantastic entertainer. He was in the movie Brain Donors. He was in Kindergarten Cop. He played uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's partner's boyfriend. Um, he was. Uh, he's a fantastic stand-up comedian and a great, great guy. But he does this whole character in his um, in his act, whose name is Pinier, and he wears these glasses that have slanted eyes on them and he said i carry these with me when i'm off stage because i inevitably have people walk up and say that's racist you shouldn't do that and he said i take the glasses out and show them where it says made in china what do they think we're going to do with them yeah you know he goes as far as i'm concerned this is an internal problem (laughs) hr yeah so but i mean it's absolutely true people need to lighten up it's just like those people that told you and chief the other day that the cleveland indians were offensive yeah. You're like, well, I'm part Indian. Chief, he's full blood. You, you offended Chief? No, me neither. Okay, well, I guess y'all need to get something else to worry about. Yeah, thanks I, for being a victim for us. Exactly. I had a guy on the bus the other day from uh, Northern Ireland, uh-huh. and I said, oh, we're going to be talking about you. And he goes, oh, oh, and I went, no, really. I said, the whole story of the, the Smoky Mountain starts in Ulster. And he goes, oh, great. So then when I was talking about, it was very gratifying as I'm talking about all the Scots-Irish stuff and everything, mm-hmm. he's sitting there nodding his head. And I talked about how in Ulster today they still they still say yuns and even themins. Yeah, and he yeah. was nodding his head. He said, yeah, yeah he's, he was telling everybody, he goes, he's absolutely right. He said, everything this guy's telling you is absolutely right. And I said, you know, I'm offended by Notre Dame. I told that guy, I said, they call us the fighting Irish. Like, we're always drunk and always fighting. We're not always fighting. <laughs> 
And he just laughed and said, no, exactly. We're not always faking. But what's that old saying about why did God create whiskey or something? To keep the Irish from taking over the world. That's right. <laughs> well, let's take another quick break for a word from our sponsor, coffeeandsugar.com. <laughs> really good with uh, Irish coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the hillbillies in the holler sent you. And we're back. Actually, I like a Scots-Irish coffee. That's where you take coffee, preferably coffee and sugars, hillbilly coffee, and add moonshine. Now it's a Scots-Irish coffee. Have you ever heard what of, of a flying Scottish kiss? Uh, isn't that a, some kind of a punch? Yeah. Yeah. But you do it with your head. Yeah. Crown of your head. You have to run towards somebody, leap in the air, and for it to be a successful flying headbutt, while you're in the air, you have to put your hands in your pockets. Oh, my. You've committed then. You have committed. And if you succeed in knocking somebody else with that flying headbutt, that's called a flying Irish kiss. You know, Scottish kid. you know, the Scots have got a lot of really violent things named after them. You ever heard of a Glasgow smile? Uh, no, no one lives over here in Maryville. No, no, no. Glass, the Glasgow smile. Did you ever see the movie Braveheart? Yes. Remember the one guy that had those bad scars on his cheeks? Yes. He's a, a Scottish actor. Uh-huh. And he actually was given a, a, a Glasgow smile or a Glasgow grin. But it's, it's, a, it's a thing where they stick a knife in your mouth and slash out either side and cut your face open into a wide grin. It's called a Glasgow grin. And, um, and he actually, it was actually done to him when he was a young man. So those scars are real. Why? Every, it's just an intimidation thing or whatever. It's a gang thing. But yeah, in, in, in every movie you see him and he's got those horrible scars on his face and they're, they're actually part of his, that's part of his life. Wow. He was given a Glasgow grin. So you got that and the flying kiss. There's a lot of, if you're happy life. and you know, it's <laughs> yeah, smile real big. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty horrifying, but I mean, brought to you by Colgate. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the movie Saw I Married an Axe Murderer? Yes. He said uh, Scotland has their own martial art. I won't say what he said because it's dirty. But he said, he said it just involves just headbutting people and you know falling down a lot. But <laughs> go flying. Oh man! Wow. That Braveheart was a movie now. And you know, I think I talked about this before, but you know, Braveheart's not actually a reference to uh, William Wallace. It's actually uh, a reference to Robert the Bruce, who was kind of uh, anti-hero in that movie. Well, they've made movies about Robert the Bruce. Absolutely. But when he died, he wanted his heart to be taken to the Holy Land. And so they they buried his body, but they cut his heart out and put it in this cask. And one of his lieutenants was going on a crusade to the Holy Land and taking Bruce's heart with him. They got to um, Spain and ended up in battle, and he, and they knew they were going to lose. And the man <coughs> took, took that cask with uh, Robert the Bruce's heart in it and threw it towards the front line and said, "Lead on, Braveheart! I will follow." 
And so that's the reference to Bruce, and that's where the word Braveheart actually comes from. After the battle, his heart was retrieved and sent back to Scotland, and it's buried in Scotland now in a different place from his body. But there's a big heart-shaped thing there, and that's that's where the name Braveheart actually comes from. It's not even a name for William Wallace, hmm. who, uh, what's you know, his name, played in that movie. Uh, we had a, during the Gulf War, one of our generals was a direct descendant of Wallace. Hmm. Had a general. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff in that movie that's not right, but <laughs> Beulah Dean would tell you the ending wasn't right. And I'm like, no, that's what really happened. She was so mad at me. She sat through that three-hour movie, and then he dies like that at the end. She's, she was she was <clears throat> ticked off. She said, I can't believe you made me watch this whole movie and, and loved this character, and then he, this happens to him. And I go, well, baby, that's what really happened. Well, I didn't need to know it. <laughs> All right, we'll watch a feel-good. Here's called the Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, good Lord. The Yearling. <laughs> Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He dies in the end. <laughs> Bambi. At the Shane. Beginning. Oh, Shane. Shane. Come back, Shane. Come back, Come back Shane. Shane. I'm sorry, Shane. <laughs> Unforgiven. There's another one. Oh, yeah. Whew. Must be gone. And what else did he say? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, there's, a, there's Richard Harris, uh, Clint Eastwood. You talking about Unforgiven? Uh-huh. And uh, Morgan Freeman? Morgan That's Freeman. That's a heck of a cast. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the last movies he did. He's he's still alive, but he's retired now. He don't work anymore. Bruce Willis retired, too. Yeah. That's what I heard. And uh, Jim Carrey has retired. Yeah. They say he's done. He's done. My son's real tore up about that. He's a big Jim Carrey fan. Jasper is. He watched rerun. Well, that's what I told him. But he's not going to get to see any new stuff. But he will get to see new stuff because there's a lot of Jim Carrey's movies I haven't let him watch yet. He's only 11. Oh, he's got to get a little older. There's a lot more Jim Carrey stuff out there. Yeah, he's got to get a little older before he can see Liar, Liar, (laughs) which I love. I think that's a great movie. But Uh, my favorite part's where he spends all that energy beating himself up. So he, he goes, Can you continue? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> that made me scream out loud in the theater. I was like, yeah. There he's all busted up from himself, beating himself. My up. favorite part is when he gets pulled over by the cop. And he goes, do you know why I pulled you over? I was speeding. I changed lanes in an intersection. I ran a red light. I did this. I did that. And he goes, end up. He's gesturing. He goes, what? He goes, boom. And he opens the glove compartment. About 5,000 parking tickets pops out. He goes, I have unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so oh. funny. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> and the court case and everything. Oh, speaking of cool things on TV and, and movies and stuff, have you been watching, I don't know if you guys have Disney Plus, but have you been watching the She-Hulk TV show? I know. I've seen the previous. It's very good. We've been watching it. Jasper's a big fan, but my friend Nathan Hurd was on there the other day. He's an actor in uh, L.A. He's a friend of mine on TikTok. He's a very funny stand-up comedian. He's an African-American albino. So he's as pink as you and me. But Oh, you send me his stuff. He's Yes, he's very funny. But anyway, they had him on She-Hulk. He's actually done a couple of Marvel things. He was in that show Legion playing okay. a, a monk of some sort. But on She-Hulk, he plays the character Man Bull, who's like the Minotaur. He's like half man, half bull. And um, it was very funny. He was really, really good on that. 
And uh, then uh, he's also done several American horror stories and stuff. But uh, he's got a very unique look. And when they need somebody really unique, that's who they go to is Nathan. But Claude, that'd be a good name for you, Man Bull. <laughs> kind of got that Kojak Bull look, Night Court. I didn't tell you, me and uh, Claude and Chief were having lunch today. And, uh-huh. and Claude was talking about the... Uh, the bulletproof vests they give them, you know, in law enforcement. Yeah. He said, after how many years is it they have to retire? Five. After five years, you have to retire them. And Chief said, what happens to them then? He said, they give them to us. And I go, then they sell them in yard sales and Berman gets shot wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> Berman bought that thing for $5. Right big and shoot him to see if it worked. <laughs> Why do you just wrap it around a tree and shoot him to the tree? Well, I thought about that, but I already had it on. That's what he said. I already had it on. I was already wearing it. <laughs> Awfulest purple and yellow bruise you ever oh, saw. Yeah. He showed it days later. It done turned yellow and orange. It was just, I mean, it was, it was bad. Wild. Bad, bad, bad. He said, feel like I've been kicked by a mule. Well, you kind of did. Yeah. yeah. Almost like you got shot, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's exactly it like you exactly, got shot. It's exactly like you got shot. <laughs> it's like. My old buddy that went skydiving, he said, I want to look death in the face and laugh. I said, did you laugh? He said, no, I screamed like a little girl. He said, people say it's a lot like flying. Nope, it's exactly like falling. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Well, we want to thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. Uh, be sure and follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler and at Meet Buford. You can go and see us for uh, uh, live on the Redneck Comedy Bus. Go to theredneckbus.com. Don't Google that. It'll take you to a third party that's going to try to sell you a timeshare. Go to theredneckbus.com. If you go on there and you purchase tickets, ring everybody up as adults. And then at the end of your transaction in the coupon code, add the word SMOKY, S-M-O-K-Y. It'll knock everybody down to kid price. So even if you got kids or seniors in the group, ring everybody up as adults, then use Smokey to save $10 off because you're our friends. And November the 11th starts Winterfest. Yes, we're going to be doing our Christmas tours with our new driver, Uncle Claude, going to be driving us around and, and uh, seeing the lights. We got tours at 6, 30, 6 and 6.30, 8.30 and 9 uh, every night of the week from November 11th till about the first week of January. So... If you want to come and see us during Winterfest, be sure and do that. For Hillbillies in the Holler merchandise, go to hillbilliesintheholler.com or hillbilliesintheholler.us. And for Meet Buford merchandise, go to meetbuford.com. You can also, uh, of course, follow us on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and the TikTok. And uh, we sure do appreciate you guys coming and listening to us. Be sure to go on Apple Podcast and review us. All those reviews help, and that's how people find the podcast. Tell your friends about us. Share this on Facebook. And uh, keep on spreading the word. And uh, Gator, if you're listening, Howie Mandel is still doing fine. So in the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. I'm Claude. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to the Hillbillies and the Holler podcast. Come back next week for a whole lot more fun right here in downtown Boogertown.